Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. We've got some immediate post-debate reaction. Many people said that Donald Trump's entire campaign was on the line in the second debate with Hillary Clinton. Bill Kristol, what happened tonight? I'm not sure. Let me go out on a limb and say that. I thought <laughs> I thought Donald Trump, it was a bad debate. Neither distinguished himself or herself. Um, uh, the consensus seems to be that, well, Trump Trump stabilized things. He wasn't so bad that he's going to be dumped from the ticket tomorrow or anything. There's not going to be a huge revolt among Republican leaders or so-called Republican leaders since they're not doing much leading, I wouldn't say, or following. Uh, I mean, I personally thought it was pretty appalling, and it didn't change my mind that he shouldn't be president of the United States. But it might be that a lot of Republicans will take – leaders will take false comfort in this debate. I think the biggest, the most likely scenario Jonathan Lass has laid it out just now on our website is that uh, Republicans will look at it and think, hey, he's, you know, he's kind of OK. He's still in there. He held his own. He had a couple of good comebacks to Hillary. He's not collapsing. So let's just stick with him. They're sticking with a guy who's losing – who's going to lose more, I suspect, when other things come out. And I think it's a sucker. I don't know what the right term is, the right metaphor for this. When you think, you think you've got to stabilize the situation, you think you have a little comeback maybe even, and then it's just a total fake comeback and you end up getting clobbered. But it might be enough to foolishly persuade a lot of Republicans that they're right to stick by Trump. Uh, he certainly didn't end his candidacy, which to me reflects – Yet again, what a bad candidate Hillary Clinton is. Imagine a competent politician with this guy coming in as wounded as uh, Trump was tonight. I totally agree. I mean, she just was incapable of prosecuting the case, either on the tape or anything else. And there's so many things to go after him on. He gave answers that were, uh, you know, either incoherent um, or at times such as on Syria, I thought pretty appalling from a public policy point of view, but he, she didn't really go after them. She ended up defending her own career and going into a really unbelievably pointless account of bills she had introduced and what she had done in the 90s. I mean, she seems to have no feel after all these months, year, year and a half, I guess now, of campaigning in 2016, what message might work in 2016. I, I just sat there watching it thinking any normal Republican would be clobbering this woman. Uh, Trump can't win, I don't think. But he may keep it close enough that he's not under real pressure to get off the ticket, and we end up, and and he could you know make it look close enough, and then of course another tape could come out in a week or two, and it won't be that close at the end. And I think it could be a pretty disastrous. The more I think about it now, the last few days, a pretty disastrous November eighth for the Republican Party. Oh, so this this is what I like is your kind of naive optimism, Bill. If you think it's going to be a week or two before another. Trump tape comes out. You are surely the uh, the wild eyed optimist here because it's not going to be weeks. It's going to be days. There'll, there's a stack. There's, it's like a LaGuardia, you know, uh, after a, you know during a storm, the the, the, the the tapes are stacked up waiting to come in for their uh, their landing. And that is an interesting question. What would be better for the GOP for Trump to have you know uh, blown up on the launch pad tonight so that some there would be effort, you know, push to do something about it or for Trump to come out like he did tonight, wounded and stumble forward and then have another crisis and another crisis and another crisis. And eventually the cascade effect kicks in and it truly is too late for anyone to do anything except for go down with the ship. Yeah, no, the question answers itself would have been better if he'd blown up tonight, honestly. I think there would have been a chance to save the party either by getting him off the ticket or at least having the whole party separate itself from Trump in a pretty decisive way. Now, I suppose the counter argument, what I'm saying is I, you know, maybe Trump has a chance and I'm just so anti-Trump I can't see it. And I know that Sean Hannity and others were high-fiving and thinking that Trump did a great job tonight. But 
I mean, there were things he said that in a normal debate without the tape in, in the background and everything else that's been happening in the background, you know, I'm going to have a special prosecutor. You should be in jail. Right. I mean, what kind of thing is that for one presidential candidate to say to another? Well, and, here's what it is. A and, friend of uh, mine who's a longtime conservative talk person said, quote, finally, someone is saying to Hillary Clinton what we've been wanting to say to her for years. And if you look at it as a form of catharsis and have no interest in winning an actual election, I guess it works out great. Or or and no interest in sort of the president should not be, you know, sort of ahead of time convicting people of crimes if he's going to be head of the executive branch of the United States. I mean, it's a pretty startling thing to say. And uh, yeah, you're right, though. I think there's a Obviously, a lot of resentment against Hillary Clinton, a lot of sense that finally, you know, he produced these women in the hall. And but what, what good did that do, actually, incidentally? I mean, she, he didn't even really follow up on that. So but may, look, I suppose it'll make some Trump supporters feel better. I can't believe there's a single undecided voter who watched the debate tonight and thought I'm going to go to Trump. But he might have stopped the hemorrhaging. I, I don't quarrel with that. I think it's temporary. If you want to use the metaphor I was using about stopping the bleeding, I think it's a case where you've, you know, patched up the wound maybe, but haven't dealt with a fundamental problem. And as you suggested, there'll be more things to come. Um, yeah, you think I'm being too optimistic, but I think they're a whole week away and you may well be right. So, but maybe we're too gloomy and maybe there are things to come out on Hillary. I don't know, but I think it's a false dawn for Trump supporters. And I think, but to the degree that Republicans rationalize now that, hey, I guess we can just stick with Trump. I think it, it will, we're heading towards a bad result in a month. 17 of the 30 independent voters in a Frank Luntz focus group, or excuse me, undecided voters, 17 of 30 said they thought Trump won, only four thought Hillary won, nine said the two candidates were about even. So that's, you know, obviously one focus group and one point there. But I think that probably reflects to some degree uh, what, what you thought of this individual uh, moment. But this is the I think the challenge for the Republican Party is uh, the, the the fundamental problem. Trump was losing by five or six. Trump has all this bad stuff you know, waiting to hit. Uh, it, that hasn't changed at all. And this like you said, this this makes it easier to keep doing the wrong thing, because when the right thing is hard to do, people put it off as long as they can. Yeah, well said. I think that's exactly what's likely to happen. Maybe someone will step forward. Maybe other stuff will happen in the next 24, 48 hours, and there will be a renewal of interest in separating the party from Trump. But I think he might have uh, done well enough or not badly enough to uh, cause people, give people this false hope. Uh, I, I hate to keep saying this over and over. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe he'll he really his quip about Lincoln was, you know, that was an effect. Sure. Retort to Hillary. And maybe people will think that's enough. And, and she is bad, but she's not disqualifyingly bad. I mean, there's nothing she said that you th- heard and thought you can't be president if you said that. Um, on the other hand, I mean, the again, the inability to just make the case for her own candidacy, her own policies or to prosecute the case against Donald Trump. What he's given her all this stuff on a platter mm-hmm. is a, it's pretty astonishing. <laughs> she's She's awful. Now, one last thing to ask you about. Everyone always talks with the media and another place where Donald Trump made the kind of talk radio base very happy is he called out the moderators. I can't tell you the number of times, Mike, when I was doing talk radio callers would call the after Why did the Republicans let them get away with that? Well, um, Donald Trump uh, threw down on the moderators. And I got to be honest with you, I think he was largely in the right. There was one point where Martha Raddatz was debating Donald Trump 
on stage, and I had some people in, you know, in my Twitter feed say, well, she had to because he wasn't answering the question. Well, they never answer the questions. That's, that's politics. How did you think uh, uh, Raditz and Anderson acquitted themselves? I mean, it's sort of tough for those town halls. But no, I, I agree that Trump was effective in pointing out that uh, Martha Raditz and Sikula seemed to be kind of going after Trump. They actually seemed to pivot and went after – were a little tougher on Hillary Clinton in the last exactly. half of the debate, maybe because Trump – called them out. I was struck in the CNN poll I saw. On the one hand, they thought, and this is consistent with the focus group that Luntz did, that Trump did much better than they expected, and Clinton mm-hmm. did about how they expected. On the other hand, they, they actually thought Clinton won the debate. And I think they could be a little, again, kidding of uh, oneself, kidding of right. ourselves by conservatives in that respect, that you know, such a sigh of relief that Trump didn't just dissolve into a pool on the stage or, or start screaming and yelling and you know have to right. be carried off by men in white coats, mm-hmm. that they actually think, gee, he's back in the race. And I suspect he will end up not having won the debate, but not having lost it badly enough to, to have been knocked exactly. out. Uh, to add to the media issue, the uh, fact checkers were out. And if you want to know why so few knowledgeable people take the fact checker PolitiFact stuff seriously, NBC actually fact check. I'm not making this up, Bill. The claim, Trump said Clinton acid-washed her email server. The truth, they used an app called BleachBit. She did not use a corrosive chemical. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> the media, what... <laughs> and this is where Trump's smart to try to make exactly. it between him and the media, because, of course, the media is as bad as Trump in some ways. But uh, and, and that's and certainly for conservatives. It reminds every conservative of all the idiotic and annoying things about the liberal media. But um, actually, it's interesting. The media and, and the Democrats do not want Trump out of the race, though. No, not at all. Uh, I guess I tweeted this today. I mean, no, I didn't notice any of the, the New York Times, Washington Post. They're not calling on Trump to get out. The Hillary Clinton campaign does not want Trump out. They want a weakened Trump in as the Republican standard bearer. It seems to be conservatives who are thinking sort of ahead one step should realize that it's in conservatives' interest to not do what the media wants, leave a weakened Trump there, and take one last shot at actually winning the presidency in 2016. Oh well, that's who needs who needs voters. You know, that's what, right. we're, we're, Trump's is so Trump is so strong he doesn't need voters. We always, Bill Crystal, need your analysis. Thanks so much for joining us for the podcast. We appreciate your time. My pleasure, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Never miss a podcast. Go to iTunes.com right now and subscribe. It's absolutely free. Give us five stars and a like, so it's always a nice thing to do, and you'll never miss another podcast. Also, hear the Crystal Clear podcast that goes up every Friday with our partners at PodcastOne.com. I'm your host. Michael Graham.